You are listening to GTFO, Get the Fad Out, a modern girl's guide to dieting. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be discussing part two, really, of what I'm sure will be many more um, of my health journey and just the physical update of everything that I've got going on. If you didn't listen back a few episodes ago where I talked about um, some of the things that I was dealing with, and I'll kind of go over them again just to kind of you know, remind everybody of what's going on and what I'm even talking about. Um, and now it's been a little bit of time. I'm working through it some more. So I wanted to give an update, but also hopefully offer some help and maybe even guidance or motivation or just like keep your chin up kind of thing for those that are struggling with maybe some similar issues um, or um, are, are starting that route or just to be aware of some of the things that you might be experiencing and not realizing um, the effects of those things and um, what they even actually are and what you know your body is telling you and what it means on certain things. And inevitably, because those things affect your health, they absolutely affect your weight loss, your muscle, your um, gut health, all of the things are intertwined. And so it's helpful to know this information, no matter the case, but especially so if you are dealing with any issues in your gut or with fatigue and um, just just general health, quality of life is what I'm talking about. Um, it's something to be aware of and start paying attention to, especially as we age. It's definitely important all the way around. Um, it's definitely opened my eyes to not just for myself, but for my family and my children and how to help them um, right here and now. So as they age, um, they don't have to deal with so much of this. They have more information, more knowledge, and more guidance and help that is just frankly, um, sadly, um, we are not given the information we need um, from the medical field, uh, medical professionals, and um, there's a lot that they do know that sadly, purposefully is just not given to us. And so I want to keep diving into that and uh, help you be more proactive with yourself and um, advocate for yourself because we are our best advocates. And so whether you're dealing with autoimmune issues, gut issues, uh, just quality of life issues, or, you know, you're, you're really striving to have this like body transformation and be really healthy. And this, this information is useful to you too, but even more so if you're struggling within that to really, um, make, um, you know, gains or, 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 or reach that goal sooner and quicker, or maybe you're putting in a lot of work and you're just not seeing it. All of this has to do with that. So I'm just going to kind of update you guys on where I'm at, what I've experienced and uh, what I'm moving ahead into um, as uh, the months go on. So just a little review, what led me to uh, functional medicine, I went to Encompass uh, Functional Medicine and Wellness um, facility in Edmond, Oklahoma. I was referred to me by um, a client and friend and had wonderful things to say about it. And I had been many, many years with autoimmune, Sjogren's, my, my mother has lupus and degenerative disc in her neck and um, fibromyalgia and, you know, Sjogren's and they're pretty common or something I thought, well, okay, I'm destined for that, right? Um, some other arthritis and things run in my family as well. So it was just kind of, and I grew up with a medical um, family, you could say, like my 
my parents were doctors and um so so I've heard a lot and I was kind of conditioned in a certain way and not all of that was necessarily bad or negative or false but there certainly are some things that I completely disagree with now uh knowing what I know now and experiencing what I have both the negative and the positive of not just what things I had been kind of putting my body through um even with you know, trying to be proactive, take care of myself and those kinds of things. But um, also I've done, done more research and as I'm actually living it out, like I'm living it out to see the results now. And so um, kind of just, it may be like a bunch of things. I'm just going to kind of remind and throw it at you in review. But um, essentially I was kind of like just destined, okay, that's the way it's going to be. And um, gosh, I can't remember now how long it's been. It's It's been quite a while, like six, seven years ago, maybe more um, longer than that of um, dealing with the autoimmune issues and getting diagnosed. And as I mentioned before, I went to many doctors, had MRI, CT scan, I even had nasal surgery. Um, we did all kinds of things according to what doctors assumed was the issue, right? Um, at the end of the day, I'm still on uh, medication. They offer me medication often. Um, narcotics, um, just your general like Plaquenil, which I still take now. I never took narcotics. I never took, um, there, there was a few time or a short span of time where they gave me some sleeping pills and I, and I didn't mind them. They worked fine for a time. I just kind of got sick. I didn't want to depend on it. I got sick of it. It was a great one. Um, it did not, I think it was called Silenor uh, and I didn't have any side effects or anything. It was a wonderful thing at the time. And it was helpful to me to get some better quality sleep to kind of improve my quality of life. And, uh, but I was also taking some migraine medicine. Um, I believe it was called Nortriptyline years ago. Um, I went to a neurologist all the time. They did all these things. And ultimately I got injections on in my head, all these things. Ultimately it was just like, this is your life, this is the way it goes, and you see your rheumatologist every year, they do their basic panels of blood work to check on things, and that's just kind of your life, and they'll check on, you know, where you're, um, you know, how you're feeling, what levels of pain, joint pain, all those things, and then um, the year before, I got diagnosed with RA, and it's just kind of like, well, whatever, I mean, let's bring it on, I guess, it doesn't really change anything for me as far as uh, new medication or anything. I was just consistently taking Plaquenil and uh, I still do again, but um, you know, there's just something that's wrong with me. Like it just doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem normal. This doesn't seem, um, it didn't make sense, let's say. And I didn't feel like I was getting um, true quality care. And I know there's other things out there. And so I, I've started to explore that. And, you know, I take care of myself. I'm active. I eat generally healthy. I definitely regulate my diet, um, high protein, you know, all the things and try to incorporate vegetables, you know, your basic stuff. And I've been doing this for a long time, uh, solidly for, you know, at least, you know, over a decade, I've really zoned in on that. Uh, obviously, being a personal trainer and being in the health and wellness industry as well, I have a what I feel is a decent grasp on um, not just the education and science, but of just like taking care of yourself, but even like food and nutrition. And um, I'm certainly not a doctor or um, anything like that. Um, but, but I do feel with my experience and education and just working with people and myself all the time, um, I, I have at least a, a decent grasp on just the generals of things, right? So I didn't feel like 
there wasn't, I, I just felt like there was something missing, right? And definitely of being heard. And it doesn't make sense in my brain, or at least it won't accept that that's just the way it is. That makes no sense to me. Why is it that way? What is happening inside the body that is making it that way? And why don't we zone in on that, right? I think it's, I got sick of seeing doctors just make guesses with my money, with my life, with my uh, well-being. And I understand to some extent that that's what, be, you know, being a medical professional is. You are taking your education and making the best guess. Um, but it seems that we've become extremely lazy, that um, we are not putting forth the proper effort and honestly, our duties as medical professionals. Um, I, I've seen a lot. And I, like I said, I've been around a lot. I'm not saying in any way that we do not need medical professionals or that they're all idiots or that they're all leading you astray. I'm not saying that at all. I've had some really quality ones as well. But when we're talking about our health, it's detrimental to, to really go in all the way, I believe. And when you're leaving people out to dry because you just don't have the time because insurance is making your life miserable as a medical professional and you can only do certain, you have leeway and you definitely have the responsibility to help your patients. And we see that all too often. I, I can't tell you how many emails, messages I constantly get just from autoimmune friends, um, clients, all kinds of things that struggle every day of their life to not feeling heard, their symptoms never get better and they just shove medicine at them to temporarily fix at least just, you know, mask symptoms. And I find that very offensive and sad and it's just really horrifying for a lot of people. And so tapping into the functional medicine industry, of course, as I mentioned in previous uh, episode, you know, insurance doesn't want to cover that. So a lot of people are hung out to dry. If they don't have the finances to seek that out um, or the energy to seek that out, they, they're left just alone. They're left just kind of screwed. And it's just so unfortunate. I do think we will get in a time where functional medicine will be much more incorporated. Even, even exercise and personal training will be much more incorporated and suggested in your you know, practitioner's office. I think a lot of them will eventually have a functional medicine doctor within that office. My fear with that is I fear what insurance and the pharmaceutical companies, all these things, when they get their hands on that, um, it's going to be about money. And then that's when things are going to get dicier than they already are. You know what I mean? They're going to use something that is going to be a life-saving thing. And I, I do feel like it will be manipulated, but that's maybe a conversation for another time. Those are just strictly my opinions and thoughts. I hope I'm wrong. But um, anyways, so... To put it plainly, I went to that doctor and uh, I got so much information, more than I've ever gotten it out of all the years of going and paying for doctors and paying for blood panels that weren't testing for the right thing. And you have to understand blood panels. You cannot just go in there and just do a blood panel. There's about a billion of them and you have to know what you're testing for. So it's got to be very specific. And generally speaking, that's not what's occurring even in a specialist office um, from my experience. So it was such a breath of fresh air to have someone sit down with me for two hours and go over every single thing of my life down to when I was, if I was breastfed or bottle fed, down to how much antibiotics I took, 
How, what are my symptoms today and how long have they been that way? Uh, toxicity levels, metals, all kinds of things. Have you renovated a home? Have you ever lived in a home with mold? Like literally everything you could think of, right? And, and so much more than that. And um, it's a lot of money. And I spent a lot of money, but I got answers. And guess what? Out of all of that, I've spent less than I'd spent the last five years on all of those doctor's visits and all those things. Um, really a quarter of it, honestly. And I have answers and I feel better. So that's what I want you to understand and take from this is a positive thing and it could be life changing for you and sometimes you have to just reach out and advocate for yourself in a different way than you've been doing uh, because I promise there are some helpful things out there for you that can make your life better and it may not be in your general medical or specialist practice office. Um, again, it may be there too, but um, it's worth considering for yourself. So to continue, I just, you know, was taking Plaquenil or whatever, and I made this appointment. I've been Plaquenil for years, and I, I, I'm uncertain if it's truly as helpful as I've relied on it to be, but I'm willing to consider continuing taking it because I do see the science behind it, how it can be preventative in the future for, for things. And so I'm still kind of toying with that, and I, I've stuck to that, but... Um, Anyway, so got a lot of testing done. These are take home. They, they give you a whole list of things and I can tell you exactly. I have a whole bunch of papers here uh, to help me remember because there's literally so much information. But a lot of blood work panels, hormones, gut, everything. Um, I did a breath test. I did stool tests. I did urine tests. I did a mold test. I did heavy metals test. Um, literally just everything you can think of. So a lot of these were done, some of these things were done, the blood work was done inside um, my appointment, right? My first appointment, and they took that information and then I came home and did these kits because some of them are days long where you have to urinate in containers or use your stool, you know, sample. It gets pretty weird, but hey, you know, it's worth it if you're gonna feel better or know something in the end. So I did all of those things and submitted. I don't fully have all of them back. I go back in January. So that's where I'll do part three for you guys to let you know like exactly where, where those results are as well now. And maybe an update on, you know, some of those blood works and what those changes have looked like since I've implemented what they've instructed. Um, and then anything, of course, as I move on from there. So that will be really interesting to know. Some of the tests take four to six weeks, sometimes longer. So it's just kind of you have to do and submit um, and get information as you go. But just to review what was, and I'll go over it really quickly, what was in my personal information, like what we know so far, and it's a lot. So I'm gonna go over it like really fast and I won't be able to explain probably everything. But um, again, just to review uh, from previous episode, I had the MTHFR, um, which is also known as the mother effer gene, and I actually have double mutation, which I guess is um, a significantly worse. Uh, basically, it increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, vitamin B deficiencies, which all autoimmune people have um, sig significant uh, and, and almost scary low levels of like vitamin D and B and stuff like that. It can cause major health problems. It makes everything worse. Um, and even if you don't have autoimmune, like you can be really low on that. If you're low on that significantly for for a long time and cause crazy health issues. So 
Um, I just didn't, I never had anyone ask or test for this. Um, basically your body cannot break down folic acid. So um, it needs folate. And so um, whenever you're getting pumped full, folic acid, when you get pregnant, every time you're pregnant, 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 you gotta get folic acid, gotta get, well, basically you're just like poisoning your own body because your body can't break it down. And this is something as my doctor, you know, kind of said uh, in our appointment, she said, I wish I could go around the world and teach doctors what to do and how to look for this. And every woman that goes into the gynecologist for their first pap smear should be tested for this so that they have that information for them and they can help themselves through their life and not be, um, you know, have these deficiencies and that they are going to cause problems with their bodies later. A lot of things I've heard from people that um, have, have found out they have this, that's it's a reason for a lot of miscarriages and infertilities amongst other things. And so it can be very heartbreaking and there could be a lot of negative things in your life that happen from not knowing this information. And so that was one big thing. So the saddest thing about that, or maybe it's the best thing about that, I'm not quite sure, is that it's an easy fix right? It's just a matter of taking a supplement every day so that you can uh, absorb the things properly that you need to. Something to consider and something that I'm so glad, gosh, if nothing else I gained from this that I can help my children because it's likely they have this same genetic mutation uh, for me. So something to think about. Um, my T3 was low, my free T3, um, wrong range, my T4 was low, free T4 was low, um, my thyroid, generally speaking, was extremely low. Um, so I had never ever had any thyroid issues uh, that I knew about. So uh, within their testing, the specific testing they did within that, um, I've never even had anyone feel my neck. Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting that I go to a rheumatologist every year that that never shows up. My progesterone was too low um, and my testosterone was off, but that's something that we're kind of going to deal with at a later time because she did not want to mess with those at the same time. Um, my rheumatoid factor was extremely high, big surprise, because I have RA. So there's a lot of inflammation on in my body, right? The weirdest thing about it is I did not have Sjogren's, which that's what I was originally diagnosed with. So it's possible it could have been dormant, but with my inflammation so high and my RA so high, it's unlikely. So essentially, I was misdiagnosed to begin with. Why? Well, the most logical thing I can come up with is the way these appointments work. You get your general blood panel, ANA comes back positive. Oh, you got autoimmune. Your mom has autoimmune. What does she have? She has lupus, fibromyalgia, Sjogren's. Okay, well, what are your symptoms? You got dry mouth, dry eye. Okay, you probably have Sjogren's. And then we check that box. What a way to be a professional. I'm, I'm still to this day irritated about that. And I just think how sloppy, but maybe I got to get over it. It doesn't matter now, right? Uh, we're on the right path. Um, other than that, um, there's a little cholesterol issue, so we're kind of working through that, changing a little bit of diet things, um, that kind of thing. Um, I had yeast and mold in my stomach, which is very alarming to me, um, but I, I am hopeful and I already feel better with the protocols that she's given me. Um, I've never had anyone, no matter how much I told them about my stomach issues and the symptoms I was having, uh, they only wanted to refer me to a GI doctor. Well, I know what that 
is going to entail. And after all of these doctors I've been to that just keep sending you to someone else, I am not interested in that. Am I interested in it if I have I see a value in it? Absolutely. But what I know, my experience, and um, collectively speaking, what I have kind of come to the realization is they, you know, send you to that specialist, you do some blood work, and not to say that's not, doesn't have a, a place either. You should, if, if that's something that you need to, you know, check into. I just had this gut feeling like that is not where I need to go. Um, I do not want to get put under and do that colonoscopy thing unless I have to, unless it's necessary. Um, but I needed someone to hear what was going on and no one would. Um, and I don't need more of my money being spent on guesses, right? So this is why I stepped into the functional medicine, of course, another reason. Um, and so to have that would also mean I would naturally have dry mouth, right? Because I have that yeast and mold in my stomach. The scariest thing about it is I've lived with these symptoms that have gotten progressively worse for probably 11 years. I'm sorry, closer to 13. Let's say uh, about 13. Um, and that's a long time. And what those symptoms were for me was debilitating diarrhea. Um, and as the years have gone on, it has gotten worse. Um, there would be times, and I know this is TMI, but we got to talk about it. Uh, there would be times where I would go sometimes 10, 15 times a day. I literally, anything I ate, I was going to the bathroom immediately. I, oh, I knew where the bathroom was everywhere I went, to the store, whatever. And sometimes I just would choose not to eat because I was too scared. That's kind of where it was getting. Um, I was super dehydrated all the time because obviously if you have that kind of uh, stomach issue, you're naturally going to be dehydrated. I couldn't drink enough water. And every time I'd go get my blood work done, the room talked about you're dehydrated. I'm like, I have no idea how because I'm drinking so much water. But, um, so, um, it got to the point though, the last, I'd say the last year, I'd be nauseous every day. Like, you know, like morning sickness, nauseous. Uh, but it would linger all day long um, and it wouldn't necessarily make a difference. I could eat or not eat and I'd still feel that way. Lightheaded, I'd get really, really dizzy and not like sick dizzy, not like, you know, that, but in like a, the world would be spinning around me without my head hurting or anything, like not like a migraine or anything like that. Um, so there was lots of symptoms that were occurring and I just could not figure out what to do and, or what to, you know, do about it or where to go. So this explains a lot, um, having that mold and yeast infection basically in my stomach for who knows how long. Um, so beyond that, there were some things that looked good, which I was proud of. Um, like I said, I mean, I've, I've tried a lot. Um, there were some deficiencies, of course. I had malabsorption issues with nutrients and specifically carbohydrates. My body is not breaking those down. So it was causing a lot of problems there as well. Um, but you know, with there's food and bacteria, but there's also stress and sleep and lots of things that, um, can also make these issues worse, like the symptoms even worse. So I've worked the last few years to get my stress and sleep under control and anxiety and all of those things. So I'm very proud of that. And I feel great about that. And I continue to work on that every day, but just, you know, generally speaking, like, that's that impacts your health so much and i've had many many years of lots of trauma and stress and anxiety from life circumstances and situations and 
I uh, worked very hard to make sure that that is no longer going to take over my life in this way. So um, it definitely is all connected as well. Um, extremely low on uh, D2, but guess what? My body was not able to absorb it, so I needed D3. How hell easy is that to say? Like, how can, why am I not getting that, you know? So something to uh, consider there and then B12 like we talked about as well. Um, what she had suggested to me was to get on the AIP diet and get, of course, a heart scan for that cholesterol just to, you know, double check the AIP diet for 90 days. I have not done it well. I'll be honest. Um, I've not done it at 100%. I have done it. Um, I, do, I mess up a lot. Um, and just like anybody uh, that has ever done gluten-free or... Um, remove dairy or something. AIP is everything. You're removing everything. You are literally just eating lean proteins, some veggies, minimal, minimal, uh, according to the list, minimal like potatoes and sweet potatoes. And you have to, you know, limit those. Um, we're talking about every sauce, everything that you've ever put on food, um, including dairy, cheese, all the things, eliminate it for 90 days. And if you mess up, start over. No caffeine, no chocolate, no sugar, no alcohol, no nothing. So you can see why it's been pretty hard for me. <laughs> so I'm a, a big fan of moderation and I um, struggled a lot in the, I'd say the first, I'd say the first three to four weeks of leaving her office and being told what I needed to do, um, specifically uh, the AIP diet, but gluten. I needed to remove gluten from my diet and she felt I, she's not sure if I'll ever be able to eat gluten again. Uh, the purpose, of course, of eliminating all the things is so you can reintroduce them and see what is really affecting you and what is not one by one. Um, and so, again, if you don't complete that 90 days, you start over. So I've started over like 8 billion times, okay? But I'm committed and I'm already doing better. Uh, but I will say the first three, four weeks were morning, like complete morning of food. Uh, I starved. I got down to 108 pounds, which is not uh, healthy in any way for me. Um, despite my all my work, I feel like that I put into uh, my relationship with food over the years and getting out of the hardcore dieting thing, you know, everything that you guys listen to that I'm always promoting. And then I just kind of felt like I got like a door slammed in my face, like what? And I've got to figure this all out again in a different way. Um, and so... Uh, talking with a lot of clients and friends that have had to go gluten-free or dairy-free or both or, you know, soy-free or whatever their ailments are, um, that it, it, they go into a depression, honestly, over it. Um, when you have everything stripped away from you, there is nothing left. You are left sad. You cannot enjoy things with everyone else. You literally will sit at the table and watch everyone else eat while you starve. And I'm not talking about like starving like you missed a meal, but like you're literally starving because days and days in a deficit like this are, um, and it takes a toll on you in a whole other way, um, health-wise, you know? So I'm piecing it together as I go for myself, but also because I want to help others with the same thing. I, it's the same as if I was talking to someone with calorie macronutrients that's a healthy individual. I want to help make this road easier and less stressful um, and not create an eating disorder out of it because you're trying to navigate your health in a different way. Because I do feel like this is very dicey. Um, and you just kind of get thrown into it. It's just like, here, here's a piece of paper. This is what you can eat and nothing else. 
and figure it out and I'll see you in 90 days. Nicer than that, but you get the idea. So all that to say, and in short, um, I've been doing pretty well and I've kind of been, instead of like a cold turkey <laughs> kind of situation, like I'm supposed to do, I've kind of just been slowly swapping out things, right? Um, maybe a little more than slowly, but um, definitely the gluten things. Um, I still once in a while, like let's say Thanksgiving, definitely had, you know, some mashed potatoes gravy and a roll and that kind of thing. But trying to pick and choose, like trying to, you know, I avoided desserts. Uh, and but just you know had a little side and took um, some supplements to try to help my body digest that for that special occasion uh, I'm not saying that's what you should do But I'm just saying I'm kind of a rebel in that way I don't like to be told what to do so sometimes I veer off and that gets the best of me but in for transparency purposes um, And I think we all need to be honest about these things um, That is what I did. So um, here and there. I will definitely grab I've even had recently um, or at least midway through kind of struggled with like a little bit of a binging, which I haven't um, had in a many, many years because again, I've worked very hard to, you know, build that better relationship food. But because I was flipped in that situation, I was finding that I was literally starving and I would just binge and then I'd be sick. So um, I definitely had to balance that back out. Now I, I started that back in um, September I'm sorry, October is when I went in September to get all the blood work done. And then in October, they started me on this little uh, new path of eating, right? So, um, so since then, and as I've slowly eliminated a lot of things and I just eat a little more plain, um, I definitely enjoy my, some of my favorite products that I'm using right now. And really the only prepackaged products I'm using are uh, Primal Kitchen. Some of their products um, are clean and um, you could, they even say Whole30 approved. But so, so they're pretty natural. They use avocado uh, to, as the base of a lot of them. And so it takes out all of that extra stuff that some people cannot tolerate. So um, I guess you could say all in all, my body is completely or was completely bogged down with toxicity. Um, for many reasons, but um, with not being able to absorb, you know, the nutrients properly from food, the food I was eating anyway, um, and the things that I had in my stomach, and just all of that was a wreck, and all of the things that I've done in my history, right? Even like I did hair for years. Um, we, we had our hands in bleach, we had it in all the colors, we had it everywhere. We were just doing what we needed to do to make some money. It was a great I love doing it, um, got out of it many, many years ago, but you have that, renovated a home where we um, were ripping up flooring for years and living in it. Um, you're, you're just talking about a lot of toxicity from a lot of things and everybody has a different level. And I mentioned this in the previous episode of, you know, the doctor explained it like everyone has a bucket and some people's buckets are already full. And so you're adding more and more and more toxicity and things your body cannot digest and all of that and it's creating it's just overflowing and that's when we get sick and um whereas another person their bucket's not as full even though they're under the same kind of environment like my husband right even though we're in the same environments he will not his body is not reacting in the same way so it really is individualized and so we want to take out 
as she says, some of those things out of the bucket so we're not overflowing anymore. And so kind of that's what all this is about. Um, and I'm doing it not just with food, I'm doing it with hair care products, with makeup, I'm doing it with cleaning products. I'm just kind of trying to make it a little safer space in a practical way. It can be very easy to be obsessive about this and feel like you're doing everything wrong. And that is, I have, I am determined to not let it be that way. And again, I'm determined to not let it do it that way for myself, but also to help others um, kind of show them what I'm doing and how it's working and everything. So since uh, October, and now we here are in the middle of December almost. Um, so I've got a solid couple months in. And let me tell you something. My stomach is mm, 90%. And I would say it'd probably be a hundred if I didn't have dipped into some other things that I shouldn't have, you know? Um, and I, I, I haven't gone, again, the IEP straight, which they don't even want you to have gluten-free products, like prepackaged products, right? Like a gluten-free slice of bread. They don't even want you to have that. I have done that because I just wanted that substance so bad. I've not overdone it, but I've done it. But even despite me not being completely perfect, I am seeing the value and the benefit. I am seeing not just my stomach heal. I'm not having to go to the bathroom all the time. I don't feel nauseous every day. I'm not feeling I'm, I'm going to pass out every day. I don't have any dizziness at all. More so, I have no more joint pain. There, I didn't tell a lot of people about this because I just wanted to keep myself. I don't want to be a whiner. I just have this like internal thing. I don't want to be too much for other people. It's my own problem. I'm working through it in therapy, whatever. Um, I want to just be strong and continue on. So I got to where my joints, my knees were hurting here and there, but mainly my elbows. Like I thought maybe I had a tennis elbow when I was doing pickleball a few years ago, but it wasn't that. Um, and then I, it stayed. And some days it would just be so inflamed. I couldn't even straighten my arms out because the, the elbow was so inflamed, uh, the joint there, um, that it wasn't allow me to. And it would come and go, but it would, it was getting to where it was like there a lot and it was like really affecting things. Um, so again, all I'm taking at this point is my Plaquenil and then I'm taking a hell of a lot of supplements like um, prebiotics, sporebiotics, of course the vitamin D and three. Um, uh, I'm taking, let me see what this is. Taking enzymes. I'm taking methylation support, thyroid, all supplements, right? This is not um, medication that has to be, you know, that you have to go pick up the pharmacy. This is all accessible to you. I will say that you need to understand where you're getting it from because not all will function the same way. So you need quality. And if you have read or heard about the latest research on Amazon, um, where they took a, a large variety of general products, most sold supplements like vitamins um, and even workout supplements and things like this, um, where you're not getting what they're claiming is in there. In fact, it was 40% were flour or false um, ingredients, not what they say they were going to be. So you do have to get quality things. So something to consider as well. Um, and I'm taking... It's called Candacid Forte, and I'm saying it wrong. Take that with meals, helps me digest. Uh, so, so you get the idea. I'm taking a lot. Um, I, I don't imagine I'll be on those forever or anything like that. This is just kind of healing everything, getting me where I need to be. Um, but it that has been a process in and of itself, timing all of those out. I think I'm almost like 
almost 30 pills a day and that's with like turmeric and you know your your good stuff your vitamins so all of that so that has been a process as well so for me to be like not a hundred percent perfect at this and i'm only a few months in and to have this significant lifestyle quality of life change no pain none nothing I mean, come on, like this has so much value um, and I'm living it and I'm seeing it. Now within that, I'm kind of exploring more and knowing more people with, with these kinds of issues as me and um, the people that follow this and heal from this no longer have symptomatic autoimmune. Like I'm, what I'm telling you is if you have autoimmune disease and you have not gone the functional medicine medicine route or you're not working with someone that's going into that detail, you're missing out. Your whole life could be different. That I don't have any energy. I'm so bogged down. I have cement blocks on my feet. I can't get out of bed fatigue. And I get it because I felt the same way for years and fought it for years. That doesn't have to be that way anymore. You don't have to have joint pain like this anymore. This is just, it's, it's, it's insanely like miraculous, honestly. Um, I'm sold. I'm completely sold on the way I feel. Um, and just, I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to do it and that I'm already in a better position. So imagine where I'll be in January when I do the next episode, how I'll be feeling, my energy. I mean, can we continue to improve it? Let's do it. Like, imagine, you know, as I start bringing some other foods back in and maybe I'll find that some of those things I can't have. One that I, I have not had at all that I realized was a huge trigger aside from gluten, which is why they want you to eliminate this other stuff to see if there's other culprits, was egg whites. I ate egg whites every day for years and it was just destroying my stomach and it's actually a very common allergy. Uh, that people just don't know they have. And so to me, I just wasn't in tune with my body and how it's making me feel. So now, and uh, another benefit to eliminating a lot of things for a period of time, even if you only do it for like a little bit or a, a week or two at a time or something like that, the fact that you remove it from your body and then reintroduce it, now you are so self-aware. Like your body will tell you. So what I've noticed is, after minimizing and even eliminating a lot of these things entirely, when I have had them again, my body responds immediately and loudly. So to put it into perspective, when you're in a loud room where everyone's talking and it's very, very loud, it's really hard to hear what's going on individually. But when the room's quiet, you can hear someone saying something clear as day. That's what your body is doing. Whenever you remove that and then you bring it back in, even if it's just a small amount, your body is going to scream if it needs to. And that's going to be very telling. So I went out one night not too long ago and it was one of those kind of bingey type situations. I think I was frustrated and emotional for whatever reason was going on and frustrated with just all of it. And I wanted to just be freaking free of all of it. Like, I don't want to deal with this. And I, it wasn't even like I thought about it. I just did it. And I ate all of this food at dinner. Not like 
as far as like, I didn't go into like, I didn't eat like 4,000 calories. What I mean, I just ate whatever I wanted at this fancy restaurant, right? Because I was just indulging. I just did my thing. Within 30 minutes of leaving, I was like burping. My stomach was just not right. I was feeling so not like I was trying not to puke in front of everybody because I didn't want to tell them, you know, I don't talk about it. And I, I got home sick the whole night and the entire next day, right? And I didn't eat anything I wouldn't have normally ate previously in my life. Um, and I didn't eat like an insane amount. I ate too much, but not an insane amount. And so to have that reaction to that food makes you go, whoa, that's how my body has been dealing with this that whole time. I just didn't connect it. And obviously it's much worse because I've removed it. Now my body is allowed to say something about it and see that, um, that is not a way you want to live. <laughs> I do not want to do that again. It was horrible. I mean, it's, it's essentially, it was like having food poisoning. That's honestly how it felt. So, um, and you, you, you do not get over it quick. There's nothing you can do about it. Your body has to just process it out. And I, like you, am extremely busy and do not have a sick day at all. So it was traumatizing. I was stressed out. I was sick. It was just not worth it. And it was a good lesson learned. So, um, you know, just, just again, transparency, I think is key. So, um, it, so that is what the benefit of, you know, eliminating and then kind of bringing back in, obviously I did that very poorly. So don't do that to yourself. But, um, it, it, it was, I learned from it. I learned a lot. And, um, again, just like what I always say with like the failures of dieting or, or body transformations, those aren't, those aren't closing doors to anything. It's not ruining anything. You're learning as you go and it's only going to make your road ahead better and easier. So that's how I approach it. I'm not scared of it. Not any of that. Um, I just want to make it, um, you know, I just want to be better. I just want to be the best I can be and feel better so that I can live the best life I can and be the best for my children and my husband and, um, you know, all that good stuff. So, and my clients too. So, um, that's kind of where everything's at right now, but I mean, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Um, continuing just to work on eating, uh, the things that I know are great or are, are good for me, a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, and in fact, I kind of am preferring it now, like, you know, where I was when I first started to where I'm at now, my mental space about it has changed my emotional spaces. And I actually kind of crave this food now. As weird as that sounds, um, I think I just, my body recognizes the value in it. I know the value in it now, and I certainly don't want to be sick the rest of my life. So, um, I, you know, I'm never going to be perfect at it. I'll be honest. I'm sure there's going to be many, many trials in the future that I will battle out with certain foods, but, um, something, the dairy has been hard for me. I did a lot of cottage cheese and yogurt, uh, before all of this, and I, I, I always had a sense that dairy was a little bit of a trigger for me, but that's kind of all I stuck to. So like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go eat ice cream or go, you know, drink a milkshake or something like that um, in the past few years, because I think I had already kind of connected that those things weren't great for me, uh, for my stomach, or it didn't make me feel good. But I always stuck to like yogurt and cottage cheese, right? I still feel, because I have not introduced that back in at all, I still feel that that is, uh, I, my body is not fully like, you know, rejecting it, but it, I think that I have a limit. I think I have a cap on dairy, if that makes sense. Like, I think I can only have so much. 
Um, so I haven't introduced that, but I have had things with cheese on them. I've had some really great, um, I had against the grain pizza. Again, probably not something I'm supposed to be eating because uh, it's prepackaged and such, but it's dairy-free, grain-free, gluten-free, all the things free, um, and uncured bacon, things like that that, um, or I'm sorry, pepperoni that um, are supposed to be more suitable for me. But, um, I, you know, you got to have pizza sometimes, guys. You got to have pizza. So I went for it, but my body never reacted. I felt great, and I got to indulge and feel good. and actually tasted great. Um, so I've had cheese on things. I've had it, like, sprinkled on... Um, like salads and stuff. So it's, it seems to be that at least reaction-wise, at least symptom-wise, I'm not affected in small amounts with that particular, I, again, kind of just stuck to cheese. I haven't done too much um, extra and not a lot of it. So something to kind of think about. I don't know if that's something that um, you are dealing with. I, I do feel like there's going to be certain things that are going to be um, just, I'm going to have a max cap on and that's okay. You know, I, I want to enjoy them if I can. Um, and I definitely love cheese, so I, I want to continue that. But if it is causing a problem and I do have to eliminate, then I have to know that that's worth it for me. Um, something I did one step further, not that I was asked to, I just want, I was curious for myself, is I had, um, I ordered an Everly Well kit, and it's a food sensitivity kit that you can buy on Amazon. Um, you can get it from their website too. Um, and there's all different kinds, and I know that it's not going to be the tell-all for everything, but I kind of just wanted to incorporate, I was already spending all this money, right? Uh, let me just have one additional thing that might be a guideline, you know, that might help me understand some things. And so it tests for like 90 common things, almonds, apples, asparagus, bay leaf, green beans, cauliflower, you know, I could go on. A, a lot of basic, basic things. And some of it, unfortunately, I had already eliminated. So when you take these tests, um, you do a prick on your finger and you do blood tests and you mail it in and they um, have a functional medicine doctor review it and then send you digitally the results. And it only takes a few days, so that was great. Um, and again, I'm not riding or dying on this information. It was just more of a guideline to kind of pair up with what I already knew um, or what I felt like I was sensitive to just to kind of compare. But uh, if you've eliminated certain things and then you test, it's obviously not going to show up on a marker as um, an irritant for you. So I kind of screwed myself a little bit because I had in that way. But again, I was just using this as just extra information. Um, but some of the things that did come up on there were kind of interesting, like pineapple stuff. Now, the thing with those tests are it doesn't necessarily mean you should avoid them or that your body is like going to, you know, just fully destruct because you ate those. It just means your body senses that marker, that inflammatory inflammatory marker there by eating those things again doesn't necessarily mean you need to avoid them but it's something to pay attention to if you already feel like that might be an issue so there was a couple things that were kind of interesting on there um and then some other things that you know we me and my husband were discussing and he's like well hey it doesn't say this so I bet you get that and I was like hey but I've been avoiding that this whole time so that's probably why it didn't show up on the test so um maybe something to consider later and there's probably more way more in-depth ones um, and accurate ones, um, especially with allergists and stuff like that. But um, that's just a route I chose to do, whatever. Um, this time of year, it's probably a great time to get those deals because Amazon will probably have um, discounted for that. Um, but again, worthwhile if it's something you're interested in. I think it was like 100, 
150, maybe 130 bucks, something like that. Um, and I'm just like, I love the information right now. So I was worth it to me to do it. Maybe not for someone else, but um, just again, full transparency. So all in all, I just want to continue to say, be your own advocate. If things are wrong, if things are off, gosh, if you're feeling miserable with pain and joint pain and quality of life issues, look into it further. There's likely something underneath there that maybe is just, you know, your doctors or you or just unknowingly attempting to mask that could be fixed very easily. I mean, yes, eating my, my, you know, changing my eating habits, this drastically is hard, but living a life, feeling miserable all the time is harder. And if I could fix it for free myself, you know, now that I have this information daily, I can make sure that I'm, uh, my body is as healthy as I humanly can make it, you know, and give myself the best chance I can just by changing some things that I eat. That is well worth it to me. And not to say that is what you need for you, but there's often a lot of small or maybe big compounding things that are creating these symptoms for you. And your body is wanting to tell you. And so often, and I know I did this, I lived with certain symptoms and pain and all of those things for years that you kind of forget what you can feel like, what healthy feels like, what good feels like. Um, another thing last that I'll add is the clarity thing, that depression, that anxiety, that um, brain fog that a lot of us have. I can feel it and I can, I'm enjoying things again. I'm, I'm able to be creative. I'm able to keep my train of thought. Um, so much better and I just know it will continue to improve as I go because the best thing about this is is if I'm already seeing improvements now imagine six months from now because it takes a long time for your gut to heal it could take a few years honestly for that gut lining to heal um, from all of the damage that has happened so this gives me so much hope that gosh if I already feel this way and this is I'm, I'm like already I'm just sloppy at it still imagine what could be. And I'm so excited about that. So I want to give that encouragement to you that advocate for yourself. Don't stop. If you don't feel right about it, if someone, you know, you don't feel like they're diving in like they should move on, get to a different doctor. And I know that's frustrating, but what's more frustrating is live the rest of your life like that. Um, and I know change can be hard and just like having the energy to get up and fight for yourself is hard, but I want to encourage you to do it and not give up. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll have our part three where I come back in January uh, to give you the updates on whatever might happen or occur in that appointment and kind of where I'm at with the eating then and uh, see any other improvements that are going on. And then I may have some more answers and most definitely I'll be bringing you guys over time some some helpful eating lists for those that are kind of navigating that or just, you know, some other things in the whole gut health topic because um, I think it's so important that we know this stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to GTFO. This is a podcast created by Fitness with Lindsay. You can contact me at www.fitnesswithlindsay.com. Thanks.